actually at the top of that is a, is a prayer room. Let's stand. I'm, I'm going to give them a scripture that I didn't give. I didn't give them any scriptures. In John 10 and 10. John 10 and 10. I want to just read this scripture. The Bible says that the thief, the thief cometh not, but to steal. Everybody say steal. And to kill, everybody say to kill, and to destroy. Everybody say destroy. So you see what the enemy's plan is for your life. He wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you spiritually, physically. He wants to destroy you. That's what the thief comes to do. Jesus said, but I came that you might have life and that you might have it. Everybody say more abundantly. Somebody shout more abundantly. And I, I just want to, I want to talk to you tonight on the disease of small thinking. The disease, everybody say the disease of small thinking. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise tonight. <clears throat> Amen. And God bless you. Yeah, you may be you may be seated. Thank you for standing. It's somebody got blessed. Hallelujah. Somebody got a Shonda hole back there. I felt you all the way up here. Is that you, Rosie, getting blessed? Come on now. You still got any fire in your soul? I know you. You still feel like Caleb, give me this mountain? That's right. Oh, there ain't nobody like Rosie. I can tell you that right now. How many of y'all love Rosie Estrada? Love her. Man, if there's anything that gets under my skin, it's small thinking. Maybe the reason for that is because nothing about God is small. I mean, when you think about the majesty and the glory and the splendor and the awesomeness, the weightiness of God, no one that is a person of faith should view God or the work of God within the context of small thinking. I, I, it, when, when somebody says, well, I don't believe that God can, I feel like I feel liquid fire running through my bones. I feel... Like Jeremiah, like Ezekiel said, the, the wheel in the middle of the wheel, Jeremiah said, it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. When I realize somebody has that disease of small thinking, there's something that rises up on the inside of me that says, irrespective of how impossible it may seem, with men, 
it might be impossible. But with God, all things are One scripture said it like this, is anything, thank you, Brother Evans, is anything too hard for the Lord? Somebody that was a smart aleck popped off in one of those Psalms and said, can God make a table in the wilderness? And God snapped his fingers and brought water from a rock. God just spoke the word and brought the quail on the winds and the manna fell from the sky. All they had to do, y'all not hearing me. All they had to do is walk out and pick it up because you don't ever put a can in front of God because with God, all things are possible. Somebody shout, yes, he can. I don't want this church to ever think small thinking. I don't want you to think small about your future in God. I don't want you to think small about your physical health. I don't want you to think small. I'm already preaching. I don't want you to think small about your financial health. I don't want you to think small about the church. Don't just judge the church by what you see on Wednesday or what you see on Sunday. I want you to believe and confess that the better days are coming, that he is a God of much more, that there's more blessing, more power, more glory, more anointing, more souls, more Bible study, more land, more cattle, more resources, more provision, more increase. Somebody shout more. Jesus came that you might have life. This is not the prosperity gospel, by the way. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, if you are constantly sad and you are constantly bankrupt and you are constantly bouncing checks, you're a bad billboard for the gospel. That's false advertisement. If you're always on the bottom and you're always discouraged and you're always talking about lack and you're always talking about how scarce how scarce you are and how bare your cupboards are, that's terrible advertising. Nobody wants a gospel that you got to live from hand to mouth. No, I want to tell you, when you serve God, God will be your provider. God will be your healer. God will be your way maker. God will open up a door where there was no door. God will make a way when there was no way. God will part every sea sea that's in front of you. God will destroy every Pharaoh that's behind you. Don't be plagued with the disease of small thinking. Elbow your neighbor and say, don't think that way. It's a mindset. It's a way... It's a way of thinking. And I, and I, I say this a lot because I realize that the real battle is between your, between your ears right now. 
And some of us grew up very poor. And if we're not careful, we'll bring a slave. Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost talking. We'll bring a slave mentality into the church that we have to have a taskmaster and we got to be ruled over and reigned over and we'll be a slave instead of being a son. I want to tell you, when you've been born again, you're not a slave anymore. You're a son and a daughter. Y'all not saying nothing. You're a son and a daughter to the most high God. You don't, you don't have a taskmaster. You have a king that sits... I'm trying to save my voice because I got to preach on Friday night. But you don't have a taskmaster anymore. You have a king. Somebody clap your hands and give the Lord. God had no problem getting them out of Egypt. The problem was getting Egypt out of them. God, God doesn't break a sweat when he delivers you. He doesn't even flex the guns. He doesn't flex on you. He doesn't even, he just, you in the pit and by his word, he just, it's awesome. The problem is the way we think. The problem is the way we think. The Holy Ghost does a whole lot, but there's some things you got to do for yourself. Somebody asked a question, does the Holy Ghost change you or does the Holy Ghost give you power to change yourself? I say both. It's not either or, it's and. The Holy Ghost changes you and, somebody shout and, gives you power to change yourself. The Holy Ghost does the redemption work, but you got to continue the redemption work. That means you got to read and you got to pray and you got to work on your stuff and you got to say, oh, my mentality, that's a terrible mentality. I think like my mama used to think and I think like my daddy used to think and I think like my grandfather used to think and if I keep thinking like that, that curse will be pushed on into my life, into my kid's life, into my great-grandkid's life and on and on and on. You got to change that. You got to think like a prince. You got to think like somebody who's a child of God. Somebody say, think like a prince. Don't think like a pauper. And I can spot it on somebody instantly. You say, well, how can you spot that, Pastor? Because I used to think that way. I can, I can be around somebody 30 seconds, and it's the, I don't know why I'm saying this tonight. It's the must-be-nice mentality. Oh, you're going on vacation? Must be nice. Oh, so you got, you got, you got, a, I mean, I don't know if this word's still in. You got a new whip? Is that still in? No, that, that's out. Okay, you got a new car. I don't know. It, y'all's language changes. You know, the OG, the goat, you know. I don't, I don't even I can't keep up with y'all's language. Well, you've got something nice new. Well, that well, must be nice. Oh, you've you got a new suit on. Well, that must be nice. In other words, that's a disease of small thinking. 
somebody goes somewhere, well, we, we don't ever go anywhere. We, we don't ever go on vacation. They, they went to Disneyland. They went to the lake. They, oh, that. And you start, you just open your, you just be, I could be around somebody for a second and I can pick up. Oh, that's a disease. They've been infected with that small thinking. I want to tell you something. When you become a child of God, when you become a born-again believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe with all of my heart, if God, if God would say this, if you don't provide for your family, that you're worse than an infidel. How can God say that of you if he won't do it for himself? If God does not provide for us, then God would say, I'm worse than an infidel. So in other words, I'm telling you now, if you're a child of God, the word of God said God will supply every need according to his riches in glory. Somebody say he'll do it. The Lord has been speaking to me to arrest the way you think that's causing destruction and patterns in your life. It don't matter your age. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. This disease can affect anybody. It's, it's, it has no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter your class, your status. I've seen people who had millions and millions of dollars in the bank, but they, they thought very small. They were, they, were, they were stingy and selfish. I, I won't name any names because they're not here. It's in another city. I can remember an individual that was a multi-multi-millionaire, and he went out and bought a brand-new Mercedes Benz, and he asked him, could he get it without air conditioning? I was like, and this is a true story. I'm not making this up. He went to the dealership and said, I'll take it without air. I'll put it on myself. I'm like, they don't make Mercedes Benz without air conditioners. It's like, but I see church people all the time. I see church people all the time. And I've seen organizations think very small about the kingdom of God and the footprint of the gospel and this church, thank God, for the most part, you think very big. But some of us here lately, I've been thinking there's a little bit of that disease that's just creeping into you. You're thinking, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the right kind of education. I don't have the right kind of connections. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you're looking at somebody that had all of those things. I didn't think I was good enough, didn't think I was smart enough, didn't have the right family, didn't have the right education. But I'm gonna tell you, if you, you can have, all that can be true, but if you know God, if you have a relationship with the Lord, I wanna tell you, it don't matter if you're at the bottom, bottom, bottom of the, beneath the poverty line, God will pick you up and put your foot on a rock to stay. God will bless you spiritually. God will bless you financially. And God will bless you relationally. 
Don't, don't, run, don't run or sit around people that cause you to think small. That's why you got to be careful who you share your dreams with. You got to be careful who you share your goals with because there's some haters out there that don't want to hear about your goals and dreams. There's some people out there that don't want you to do better. They want you to do better, just not better than them. I got, I got an amen from the balcony. I want you to be blessed. Just don't be blessed more than me. I've seen, I've seen some churches do that. I, oh, I want you to have revival. Just don't have revival more than me. I want you to have a few people get baptized. Just don't have it more than me. I'm going to tell you, and I've, I've talked to our staff about this, and this is true of around the world. And this is my core value. This is my ethos. This is my mantra. Everything we got, we'll share. Because this is what I fundamentally believe. I've heard, and I've said this, and I'm going to say it again. A rising tide, it's not original. It came from John F. Kennedy. A rising tide lifts all ships. What do you mean by that? Here's what I mean. There's enough God to go around, ladies and gentlemen. There's enough God to go around. God, God is not bankrupt. God is not in foreclosure. God is not struggling to meet his needs. God is not struggling to be God. And I want to tell you, I want everybody around us to do good. I want everybody around me to be blessed. I want my neighbor blessed. I want the church down the road blessed. There's enough God to go around. Stop thinking small. And when I tell you we can fill this building up, don't shake your head to me. When I tell you we ought to be baptized in dozens, don't say no, say yes. And when I tell you we can have a person in every chair, don't wag your head at me and say I've heard that before. Say yes. And when I tell you, you could be a millionaire, you could be financially independent and fund missions around the world, don't say that's impossible. Say, I believe it. I hadn't even got to my notes, but this is what somebody needs to hear. That you have, you can choose, you can choose to live in abundance or in scarcity. And it doesn't start with your money. It starts with the way you think. And you can, I told the pastors in the Bay Area, I said, you can choose. You want to live in abundance or you want to live in scarcity? You want to live as a victim or you want to live, as, you want to live victorious? Because you get to decide how you think about it. You can live in scarcity and your hand is always closed and you're always looking for a handout and you're always, you're on that end. It's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to survive. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I, I want to tell you, I don't get any joy by living that way. I don't get any joy. Now, I'm not talking about being good with money and I'm not talking about a budget. Everybody goes through hard times. I'm talking about a prevailing attitude where you're constantly in that dilemma of scarcity. That's no way to live. We need to live in abundance where our hand is always open. That's why they call it currency. 
because it must move. There is a flow to abundance. It comes in and it goes out. It comes in and it goes out. It comes in. Is anybody listening to me tonight? It comes in and it goes out. If I live, if I think abundance, I will live out that abundance. And God will continually bless me. Jesus came that you might have life, that you have it more abundantly. This church has yet to reach the pinnacle of abundant thinking and living. We've had some good ones. We've had some amazing ones. But I'm telling you, there is enough collective resources and prayers in this building to do things that would absolutely blow your mind. But you have to start thinking big. Think big. Think ownership. Think kingdom. We are not just some little dilapidated group of believers gathered here on the corner on, of 7th and I no, 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 a thousand times no. God has called us. We need to be free from the disease of small thinking. If you're still alive tonight, some of you, I'm looking at you and I'm wondering. I want to come check your pulse. If you're still alive, then God's not finished with you. And this church needs to change the way they think. We need, we need to start thinking, oh, oh, we need, a, we need $2 million to build a new wing. Oh, it's no big deal. Oh, yeah, let's, let's pray for $2 million. Oh, oh, we, we need, we need $500,000 to build that in Ecuador. Oh, let's just pray that God owns the cattle on Thousand Hills and the earth is the Lord's and the fullness there. You know why we don't pray that? Because we don't believe that. Oh, why, why instead of work for the company, why don't you own the company? Why don't you own the company? You say, well, I couldn't do that. I beg to differ with you. I beg to differ with you. God, God can do that. He can do that. If he can make an axe head swim and he can extend the meal and the oil and he can make sure that there's enough lamb to go around and there can be five loaves and two fishes. And last time I checked, five plus two is seven and he could feed 5,000 people. That's God math, ladies and gentlemen. That's God math. Five plus two is 5,000 with a remainder of 12. That's God math. Y'all not saying nothing. Y'all not saying nothing. You don't hear me. This ain't your math. This is God math. Five plus two is 5,000 with 12 left over. We need to be all freed from the disease of small thinking. I got a whole lot of scripture I hadn't even got to. Our... Our organization needs to be free from small thinking. I love the fact that they had 34 or 35,000 
at North American Youth Congress, but they could have 50. Yes, they, somebody say, yes, they could. I love the fact that we minister between 500 and 1,000 people every single week, but it could be 2,000 a week. Easy, easy, easy. We're not even trying. We're not even believing that. I'm telling you, listen to pastor, listen to me. Sitting on the pew on a Wednesday night, God wants to open up your mind. There's people in this building God is raising up right now, right now as I speak. To Ella, you say, oh, I'm too old. No, 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 you're not too old. Stop making excuses. Stop saying, well, I'm too old and I, I did that back then and I ran a bus back then. I, no, 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 you're not too old. Stop saying that. You're believing something that's not true. If God would do it for Caleb at 85 years old, God could still do it for you. Come on, clap your hands right now. Abundance, affluence, wealth, plenty. Deuteronomy 30, verse 9. Deuteronomy 30, verse 9. The Lord your God will make you, ESV, everybody say abundantly prosperous. In all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your womb, in the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of your ground. For the Lord, watch this. For the Lord will again take, somebody shout that, say take delight. That, that just blows my mind that God, Jeremiah is going, I'm getting ready to give Jeremiah a big old job. I'm getting ready to bless Dana with a big old God. I'm getting ready to bless Brother Wilson with a big old subdivision. You want to do a subdivision, brother? Brother Wilson, I don't want to do a subdivision. I'm getting ready to bless Todd Lauderdale with a big old side job. And you know what he said? And, and God would say, I'm happy about it. I'm getting ready to send a check in the mail, and they don't even know it's coming. I'm getting ready, Sister Havner, to make money fall out of the sky. And I'm, I'm going to spread it out. And I'm going to let him pick it up off the ground like manna. And ain't nobody going to get the credit but me. Y'all not saying nothing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. He said God would take delight. God takes delight. God takes delight in blessing you with a good job. And blessing you with a better place to live. And blessing you with a better car. As long as you will say, Lord, you get the glory, you get the credit, you get the honor. It all belongs to you. You can't make that up. It's in the Bible. Serge, it's in the Bible. It said God would take delight in blessing me. And how I think about it. If I... And hit me, I don't know why I'm going to say this. Some of you translate a dysfunctional relationship with your earthly father to your spiritual, spiritual father. And if your earthly father's relationship was dysfunctional, 
unhealthy, maybe, maybe stingy, I don't know, maybe not generous. We bring that mentality over into our Heavenly Father. And we think God, that, listen, let me just give you dads a little bit of side advice. That's why you want to do your best to be a good dad. Doesn't mean you've got to be perfect, but you need to be present. That's why you want to make sure that you tell your kids that you love. Well, I don't tell, we don't tell love. Well, what's wrong with you? you what's, why, why wouldn't you say you love somebody? You, you got a problem? God is love. He that says he loves God and hates his brother is a liar. Why wouldn't you tell your kids that you love them? Well, my daddy didn't tell me he loved me. Well, that was his problem. I know y'all not ready for me. Y'all are not ready for me. And we bring, we, we bring all of that baggage. I can say that. You, 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 can you read between the lines? I can say that. We bring all that baggage over into the church and we think that God is a punisher, that God is not generous, that God is an abuser, that God's, ble God's blessing can't be poured out on me because my, my earthly father programmed me a certain way and I can't accept that. What I'm trying to do on this Wednesday night is rewrite that thinking that is in your mind that tells you that God is not good and that God is not generous and that God is not faithful. I want to tell you, we must think abundantly. I want you to raise your hands right now all over this building. <clears throat> we must think in abundance. Thank you, Lord. I love, I love that text. And this, this is what I got from it. And I'm, I'm not going to be much longer. The Lord takes delight. Everybody say, takes delight. In prospering you. So everybody say, in prospering me. As he took delight in your father's. And the word that came to me is generational blessing. I don't, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want the blessing of God, the favor of God, to be limited to my generation only. I want the blessing of God, the favor of God, the goodness of God to be generational. Brother and Sister Powell, own Jerry Ann. That's gener from your parents, generational blessing. On to Jerry Ann family, generational blessing. That's, that's what we need around the church. Whether you're a single mom and you're raising kids by yourself, maybe you're a single father, you're watching this right now, you just got home from work, I want to tell you, you serve God. You be faithful to the Lord, I, and there is a promise blessing that comes down here. You can, we could line up all the reasons we could be a victim. Well, I, didn't, I don't have this. I didn't get this. 
I didn't get a fair shake here. I had this kind of trauma. Listen, I'm not mitigating. All that is life. We all live through life. But I tell you, if you serve God, you have greater days in your future than you did in your past. Everybody say abundance. Beyond extraordinary, to flourish, to grow wonderfully. Abundance, a mindset, abundance in joy, abundance in peace and love and mercy, in forgiveness, in compassion. Abundance. Everybody say abundance. I want, I am praying the next, for the next, until the Lord comes. I'm praying that we don't think small, anything small about God. I'm praying that your mind, your thought life, when, when the enemy comes in like a flood and tells you that that's impossible, it can never happen, that your kids are never going to be saved, that your grandkids are never going to be saved, that you're never going to own a home, reject it. That you, oh, I don't qualify for that job, reject it. Don't receive it. There's going to be people that on paper you don't qualify, but God is going to put you at the right place at the right time. Come on, somebody. To meet the right people. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. And I want you to stand. I want you to put your hand on your head right now. Say, God, I just want you to pray simply to the Lord. Help me to think beyond what I ever dreamed possible for my life. Help me, God, to think bigger and deeper and broader about about you, God. I know I can't completely understand the essence of everything you are, God. But heal me from the disease of small thinking. I pray. Come on, I want you to lift your voice right now all over this building. I want you to pray. I want you to pray for the next couple of minutes. I want you to pray. It's a mentality. It's a mindset. Come on, pray. I want you... I want you to start thinking, I, I can, I can be a soul winner. I can win dozens. I can convert churches. I can finish my degree. I can own a successful business. I can be healed. I can be whole. I can be, I can be. I want to think abundance. You came that we might have life that we might have it. I want you to walk down to this altar if you can. I haven't gone my normal time. I've given you extra time tonight. But I really want you to pray over the way you think. The way you think about serving and living and giving and stewardship And the kingdom of God, the work of God, I want you to pray that God would help you to think abundance, abundant living, abundant giving, abundant work.
abundant blessing, abundant career, abundant business, abundant healing, abundance, abundance. There's more than, I don't want you to think about scarcity. I want you to think and pray about abundance. Abundance in my family, abundance in my children, abundance in my children's children, abundance in my marriage, abundance in my relationship, abundance in our students, abundance everywhere I turn, I see abundance. you to reject the disease of small thinking. God, let our district think big. Let our churches think big. Let our staff think big. Let our leadership and our volunteers. God, we don't want addition. We want multiplication. We want our marriages to multiply. We want our church to multiply. God, we're praying the word of the Lord. just enough, more than enough, pressed down and shaken together and running over, not just enough to get by, right people, right time, right place. You command the ravens, you feed the widows, you are the voice in the storm. Come on, pray about your business, pray about your family, pray about your career, pray about your education. Don't you think scarcity, think abundance.